this actually is sort of a good thing in a way because you can feel the shift that is happening with mankind. You can feel that there is something that is that we are witnessing a new age that is coming. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Portal podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas. Thank you all for joining us, and special thank you goes out to all of you who continue to support the podcast and continue to spread the word. Always remember, if any of you out there have experiences of your own that you'd like to share, feel free to email me at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com. Again, paranormalportalradio at gmail.com, and you too could be a guest on the show. everybody welcome to the paranormal portal podcast i'm your host brent thomas thank you so much for joining us and uh, special thank you goes out to all of you out there who continue to spread the word about the paranormal portal uh we really appreciate your efforts on our behalf and uh it's fascinating and, and fantastic to keep meeting new listeners via email and stuff and if any of you out there have experiences of your own and you wouldn't mind coming on the show i'd love to have you as a guest just email me at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com Today's show is going to be epic, folks. We got a, a, a wonderful guest returning. This is a, one of our fan favorite guests. Uh, we are, of course, talking about Sergio Halabi, uh, who is joining us from the Paradigm Shift podcast. And uh, he, he was on before, and we had a phenomenal discussion about the Anunnaki. And today he's back, and we're going to discuss near-death experiences or NDEs, and uh, this is a fascinating topic I know many of you out there are interested in, and I can't wait to see what Sergio's going to bring to the table today. So without further ado, folks, let's get to it. Welcome to the show, Sergio. Hi, Brent. How are you? Hope all is okay. <clears throat> Everything has been wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me back. Uh, I uh, I also a lot got a lot of good feedback from our show last time as well. So and it was really really nice to be here. So thank you for having me back. Oh yeah, it's my pleasure, and and I, I appreciate when we talked about the Anunnaki. There was just such a such an interesting flow to our conversation, and I'm really excited to do, to discuss this one because near death experiences are something that I I researched and looked into years ago. Uh, I don't know if it was exhaustively, but I definitely uh, consumed every bit of information I could on the subject because I think this is a fascinating. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A fascinating. Uh, Phenomenon. Phenomena that, that definitely solidifies the idea that we're going to go on. We're going to move on. We're going to have yep. experiences after this incarnation. And I think for everybody, we have these ex existential questions like, what if, what if? But when people come back with these near-death experiences and, and having such phenomenal visions and experiences in, you know, it, when they are clinically dead or you know, uh, by yep. all intents and purposes, nothing should be going on, yet they're coming back with these extraordinary tales of visits and, and yep. meetings and travel and, and experience outside of their, their physical incarnation. And I think what a wonderful affirmation for all of us yeah. that we, we needn't fear the next transition because it's just a transition. I agree completely. And 
Uh, one thing you just said, which is how they all come back telling stories, I think there's an even deeper layer to that for this affirmation is that they all come back telling almost the same story. Mm. It's so fascinating to see that people from all over the world, different age groups, men, women, kids, uh, Christian, Muslims, atheists, what have you, they all come back with base the same premise the same emotion, maybe slightly different experience in terms of something that they can relate to, something that, that they took from their own lives. But this, the way they come back from near-death experiences is so fascinating to me. I've always been extremely intrigued by it. And this started when I, um, a very close person to me actually uh, talked to me about this. Uh, I was maybe 19, 18, something mm -hmm. like that. And this woman who was, she's our next door neighbor back in my home country. And she was basically like, because of my, my situation with, you know, coming from a broken home and my mom had to work all the time, you know, take care of that aspect of finances. So this woman was basically like, she would always feed us, prepare the food, kind of like, like she was my mom when my mom became my dad, basically. So oh. I grew up with this woman and I hold her so dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. And... She did have a problem with her heart and uh, one night they took her to the hospital and her heart was stopped beating for 20 minutes. She was clinically dead for 20 full minutes. Wow. They were resuscitating her and tried to bring her back. They broke two ribs because of they were trying to bring her back to life mm -hmm. and they almost gave up. And when she came back, when she, when she awoke hours later, she had this whole new look at life that wasn't there before. Now, mind you, she's, she's an old woman and she has never been exposed to the internet or to anything related to near-death experiences. So the reason why I'm saying this is to confirm the idea that she was not uh, influenced by any other ideas or movies or whatever. Like she, she had, like she comes from a, a very different generation. Now she's 75 or something. This happened when she was around 65. So she comes from a very different generation, never exposed to any of this. And she had faith. She believed in God and she believed in everything. And that was the extent of it. But when she spoke about it later, the amount of conviction that she had is what shocked me and want and made me want to explore this. So, you know, when you talk about something and you feel like maybe people will not believe me if I say it, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know how I'm going to try to convince them. People mm -hmm. who experience something like an NDE, they don't care if you believe them or not. They right. know that's the truth. They know what they lived is the truth, what they felt, what they saw. And she described this, this thing that happened with her where she she saw herself floating out of her body, which is sort of an out-of-body experience, but she literally saw, she says, I could see the doctors in the room trying to help me come back to life. She said, I felt like I had no weight, mm -hmm. like all my life's issues and problems and sadness and everything were completely gone. I was weightless. And then she said, I, I was looking around this hospital room then she moved at the speed which she would say like faster than, than light. She said, I was just moving so fast across the universe, basically, like oh. across space. I couldn't explain it. Mm -hmm. And 
she reached this place where she said it's all made of light and everything was so white, like the whole place was white. She felt, she explains how she felt love like she has never felt it before. Mm-hmm. She said, I have, I, I felt welcomed as if I'm coming back home and whoever is living here loves me so much like nothing has ever loved me this much before. She said, I felt at peace. I felt surround, like the place was made of love. Like it's wow. built of love. Mm-hmm. And she, she, she felt so comfortable there as if she wanted to stay. However, however, and this is what other stories that I'll, I'll talk about as well. She knew, she, she felt a presence around her, like a being, but she couldn't identify what it is. She, mm-hmm. It wasn't someone she knows. It wasn't uh, a, uh, a religious figure, for example, like Christ or something. No one she knows, but she just saw a figure. And it's like that figure was talking to her, but without actually saying words. So it was all telepathically. Mm-hmm. And she said, I knew that this is home. And this is where I'm going to come back when I die. However, that it's not my time right now, that I have a mission back on earth and that I'm going to go back to it. And she said, I felt this hand landing on my shoulder. It was one of the heaviest things that she's ever carried. Basically, it was so heavy that it touched her and it pulled her all the way back down into her own body. (laughs) And she kind of like, she woke up and after she sort of understood what happened and, and sat with it, I asked her later, like years later, I, I wanted to revisit this with her. And I was like, so did you used to fear death before this? She said, yes, I feared death all my life. I would just not do anything that's not safe. I would fear death for my kids, for my family, for this. And I was like, so how about now? She said, I just don't fear it anymore. Mm-hmm. In fact, I am now antici- like I want it to happen, but not because I'm not happy in my life. It's right. just I know where I'm going and I want to go there. Like yeah. I'm, I know I'm waited there and I just want to go there. Yeah. And like that alone to me, like, you know, goosebumps, goosebumps. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's so fascinating to see. It is. It's, it's absolutely incredible. And, it, it, you know, as you said, 20 minutes, there was a 20-minute time is an awful long time to be clinically dead. I mean, and the fact that yes. they continued resuscitating her is, is very impressive as well. But yeah. it's for her to come back with this, this vision and this experience. And I, I know there are some people out there that would say, well, it's a natural process, a DMT dump in the brain. And, and it's yeah. so, yeah. and what do you say to that? See, that's the issue with with um, with science in general. What I have, like, I appreciate science for what it is and it, what it tries to do. And I like the, you know, the philosophy that science tries to to go after, which is proving things so we can understand where we are, what we're doing, how things work. Mm-hmm. But science stops with the physical, and right. that is my issue with people who want to prove, on a physical level, things that happen in a non-physical space. You just can't do it. You right. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they could, they, even when the brain secreting certain uh, chemicals, right, and even people reacting to it, we still don't even know why this would happen. 
You know, some people say, or some scientists would say, oh, it's because the brain wants to ease the, the fear of death and all that stuff. Sure. That still does not explain certain people, certain stories that people had. For example, there's this woman, which I spoke about in my, in my own podcast. Her name is Vicky uh, uh, Noratuk. And I would invite listeners to go and hear her story because she was blind all her life. She mm -hmm. was blind. And she said she gained sight when she, when she experienced a, a, an NDE. Wow. She said, I could see things around me. It, my body, I was floating outside my body and I was looking around. I'm thinking, is this what sight is? Because I've never any experience, but I just gained something that I did not have before. And she talks about this. Same thing happened to her. Weightless flown faster than the speed of light, went to a space where she felt loved and welcomed and everything. But in, in her story, she talked about this, this person who, this, uh, sorry, this being who told her that it's not your time and you need to go back. And she said, why do I need to go back? He said, you're going to experience something that is very difficult mm -hmm. and it's going to be very, very damaging to you, but you need to experience it. And whatever is happening now is going to help you with it. Mm. She was like, okay, fine, sure, whatever, <laughs> good. <laughs> and then, you know, the whole experience ended and she was brought back to life. She says that around seven years later, she was walking down the street. Now, mind you, she's blind. Sure. And she was walking down the street and a man jumped her and he was going to rape her. Oh, dear Okay. God. And... He actually like got her into an alley and pinned her down to the ground, got a hold of her hands, and he was about to rape her. In that moment, she says that she remembered what happened seven years ago. She remembered her near-death experience and what she was told. And she remembered the love that she felt when she was there. Mm. And she says that in the moment that she was about to be raped, she doesn't know why, but she just screamed I love you, even though you're doing this to me. I love you wow. as like this unconditional love that we share. I have it for you. And the guy just like froze in his place. Like he stopped and he was like, why are you saying this? Like, why aren't you fighting me? Why aren't you beating me? Why? why? And she said, I don't know. I just feel like this moment, I just love you. Wow. And she said that he he was so completely taken by it, he actually stopped and ran away and he left her. And she said, I can't explain it. She said like something came over her that she knows she brought back from that space. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, it's, it's really fascinating to, 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 to hear these stories, how, how they just like collectively come together, you know, and what people bring back with them from, from that experience. That is amazing. I, you know, I, I can't imagine being able to get to that headspace where it's like something horrible is going on, and yet yes. she was able to retreat to that that perfect moment that she was yeah. taken to, and and to bring exactly. that, as you said, bring it back, and to change yes. trans. I mean, transmute or change that experience into one. Now, who knows? We can only speculate what happened to that person after the fact, but perhaps that was his his transition. And, yes. and his life was transformed by that experience. And maybe, maybe that's, you know, the whole perpetuating of, of positivity in light of all of that ugliness, which I think right now, you know, especially in, in now where there's so much darkness in, in, in the world and in people's hearts that I think 
reminding us that this is just a moment. This is just an experience. And we are so much more than this. You know, I think we get wrapped up in our three dimensions and we forget the fact that we are these incredible beings of light. And that's amazing. Exactly, exactly. And the, what you said about how dark the times we are in now, but to me, this actually is sort of a good thing in a way because mm-hmm. you can feel the shift that is happening with mankind. You can feel that there is something that is that we are witnessing a new age that is coming, that... the. Like the, the amount of people who are talking about what you and me are talking about right now, this wasn't there mm-hmm. 50 years ago, 100 years ago. The amount of exposure, the, how many people are, are being awakened. And, and this is part of what we call the great awakening, right? Like what, mm-hmm. what humanity is going through. And because of that, because of this thing that is just on our horizon, it's like the, the, the dark, the shadow is fighting with all that it has to maintain the status right. quo. So it's creating this sort of a balance in the world right now. Like on one side, you have so many good things and like humanity is really rising. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, to balance it is like, you know, trying to break down to 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 continue this control and manipulation and and all of this. So, yeah. So this is how I'm seeing the spectrum that that we have going on right now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's a beautiful a beautiful point to make, and thank you for making it because I think I needed to hear it too. It's so easy to get lost in in what's wrong that we forget where where's our center, where's our where's the goodness that we're bringing forward, and and that's wonderful. Thank you for saying that. When he came back to his body, he actually felt like this this yearning to the place where he was because he felt, he said, I felt love, I felt welcomed, I felt home, everything the same as everyone else. I think that with, with near-death experiences, I think our are absolutely fascinating and I'll tell you when you what you brought up a great point with the person who was blind she had no sight but and yet so she yes. had, she had no reference for that DMT dump to create you know if it was just yes. a physiochemical reaction um, she wouldn't have any reference for what being able to see was like until that moment so that is a great example and additionally I, I know when I was looking into it and I think that there is there is an argument for that, at least um, elementary, elementarily, that perhaps we are programmed with our with our expectations, and uh, whether it's regional, whether it's religious, whether it's you know whatever of what this this experience would be, and perhaps those things do manifest in that experience, but that doesn't invalidate the experience. And, uh, exactly. <clears throat> I think, oh, excuse me, sorry, didn't mean to hack on the, <laughs> right into the microphone, but, uh, I was really fascinated with the work of Dr. Raymond Moody. Uh, and I read several of his books dealing with the near death experiences of children who are also in a state of not having those preconceived notions of, of, uh, either symbolism or yes. expectation or anything. And yet yes. you, you made a great point in that their, their experience is mirrored the experiences of this other, uh, you know, expanse of the population, these, these children without any 
idea or, or symbols and without dogma of any kind still had very similar experiences. I'm very glad you, you brought up the topic of the children because uh, this is something I always try to do with anyone who asks me these kind of questions or stuff. And if I know that they have kids, like kids have the ability and, and actually they may retain the memory of, of the truth up until the age of six, seven, eight, something like that, before they become socially conditioned to, mm -hmm. uh, to like, no, this is wrong. This is, you know, whether it's religiously, whether it's socially, whether it's all that, before they become conditioned, children have truth with them that they bring with them from where, where we came from. And I asked my own son this question. I had uh, my sister asked her own kid who was six at the time, and I've had my friends ask their own children as well. And the question I would ask is, where, did, where do you think we came from? Tell me about the place you think you came from. And everyone, every child talks about a place that is made of light. Like if I ask, what do you think heaven looks like? Or where do you think you came from? My son was like, I just see a lot of light with so much, you know, white everywhere. And, and there's this golden, like a house, but it's made of golden light that is in the center. And I feel that's where I was living. And like, where would you even know this, <laughs> this, this thought? Like who even yeah. gave you this idea? You know what I mean? Right. Like an, another kid that I asked gave me this more detailed answer actually, where he was like, so we all exist in a place before we come to earth. And we choose who we want to be, who our parents are, whether we want to be a boy or a girl, uh, what our life is, everything. We choose before we come and then we come and live it. And I'm like, you're six. How would you <laughs> even get that idea? Like if I read it in a book, okay, at least I'm influenced by it by now. Or maybe I have heard sure. it somewhere. But how would a six-year-old come up with such a pure, beautiful idea? So pure. And yet... We, 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 we tend to take that away from them as they grow up. We start telling them, no, there is nothing. Uh, don't believe, uh, believe in this religion because that religion is wrong and believe this right. and that. And that's, it all goes away and become, we become what we become as adults. Right. Until now, we try to go back to that phase, to that purity. That's amazing. That's a great point. And, and from the mouths of babes, right? The, the old saying. And it, it is true. They, they seem to have an unhindered vision. And, you know, it is, I think that it's probably still within the heart of all of us. We just get lost in our, yes. in our daily struggles and, and in our daily uh, experience that we forget. But that's, that's why I love talking. That's why I love sharing ideas because it, it is the great reminder, I think. Yes. And it's, it's, it's almost fits this idea that I read that um, basically the struggles and our, how, how loud everything is around us is on purpose so that you do not have time to sit and think about this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you think about our ancestors, like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, like it was such a quieter world they lived in. So you could feel they would, they would feel the presence of something more. They were more in touch, touch with their own you know, like spirituality and, and what they can achieve and all that. But we are bombarded all the time, all the time. You do not have time to sit and think. And like people like like you and me, we, we kind of 
take time from our day to just sit with this. We, we have to make time for it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, we have to work extra hard so that we get to what we were supposed to get, this information that we already know. And how many times have you heard a specific, you know, spiritual idea, something like near-death experience, something about OBEs and all that, and you feel like, it's like I know this information, I just forgot it. You yeah. know, like like it sits well with me. It just makes so much sense mm-hmm. to 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 accept this kind of idea. Yeah, there's a familiarity with with yes. truth. Like when when we hear truth, it's a resonance and it's a it's a frequency, I guess, for lack of a better yeah. term. And you know, it's the same thing as when you hear something that doesn't resonate with you. It's just like that you know that doesn't feel right. And and I try you know it, it's a little introspective of me to say, but I always try to come at things at least from uh, with an emotional um grounding uh in in myself as much as i can and you know being being a person we're all fallible and all of that but i think you're right when you hear the truth it resonates with you and it and it it charges you it reinvigorates yeah. you and uh that's why i think the near death experiences are so profound in that they are absolute examples that <clears throat> defy logic they defy our understanding of the physical world around us, and, and they become these incredibly transformative stories of people going beyond the physical and into a yeah. place that, quote-unquote, isn't supposed to exist by traditional science's uh, understanding of the natural world around us. And by traditional religion as well, by the way, like mm. because because what religion when religion talks about, especially the Abrahamic ones, when they talk about heaven and hell, it's not this. So there is no reference in terms of how you are feeling, this connection, this love, this all that. It's most religions take it very literally and they talk about like, you know, you can get to do things you couldn't do in life. And, you know, like if you get enough points mm. uh, being very religious, you eventually reach there and all that. It's, it's like a reward. It's like a reward system that you get where in fact anyone who has ever gotten into an NDE and um, there's this guy I watched uh, an interview for, he is, um, he's Muslim mm-hmm. and uh, he's, he's taught, he, he had a very weird near-death experience because he, he didn't actually go through anything. He just said that I was driving in the middle of the night and my car broke down and I walked out of the car just to see what happened. And he said, I was suddenly transformed into a new place that was made of light. And I saw people and the same story as if he had a near-death experience. And when he came back to his body, he actually felt like this, this yearning to the place where he was. Cause he felt, he said, I felt love. I felt welcomed. I felt home, everything the same as everyone else. And that is someone who comes from a background that does not really support this theory. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about like in terms of the, the Islam as a religion, they deal with life and death in a very different way than let's say Christianity, Judaism and, and like that. So they have a very different approach to it. And for him to experience something like that proves that the idea of, of that place transcends religion, mm-hmm. transcends your background and where you're coming from and your indoctrination and your conditioning and all that. And that's, that's the key. I feel the more we try to break from this indoctrination because someone had to tell us that that word does not exist. Mm -hmm. You, 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 You know what I mean? Like we had to be told 
unlike other things, like there's that truth, you're talking truth with a capital T, for example, and you know it as a child, but someone came and told you what you know is not real. This is the truth now. Mm. Whereas no one had to tell us as kids that heaven is there or that there is a place made of light. We knew it already. This came with us from our own you know, DNA. And, and we, we brought this truth with us and it was taken away from us. Very, very good point. Now, um, and I think that's very beautifully and eloquently put. Thank you for bringing that to the table as well. Um, the, the elephant in the room, of course, is what about those people that experience near-death experiences and they're, and they're not, a good experience, not a good experience at all? Yeah. They find themselves in these dark, horrible places yeah. um, hearing yeah. the wailing of souls and torment and all of this. What do you take of that? Well, I mean, this this has a bigger explanation than okay. than simply you know a near death experience or everything. And to kind of answer that, we have to look a little bit higher and and look at basically what makes up our reality and our existence, which is all frequency and vibration. Mm -hmm. This is what we all are. We're literally just vibrating at different frequencies. And the 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 thought process behind where you go after death, okay, let's call it heaven and hell, even though sure. it's very biblical and I don't like it, but just for this purpose, for the purpose of this conversation. Mm -hmm. So let's say heaven is where these people are, are going when they go NDE or when they die. And hell is when the other side of people, when they say, I heard torment, souls crying and all that, that's where they went. So now we have our two. This goes back to you while you are living and sort of like what sort of frequency you are vibrating on. Now we hear this a lot of this, this word, um, which I don't 100% agree with. I have a different, a better definition for it. But they say you need to vibrate higher, like high vibration or low vibration, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, the awakening, uh, the certain food that you eat, what, uh, what you expose yourself to, like you try to raise your vibration. That's what they say. And if you're still within the programming and still you lower your vibration. I don't like the idea of high and low vibration because it's cre it creates this duality and it creates this set of like segregation between people like, oh, you need to be high vibration, not low vibration, all that. What I like to refer to it as a more condensed version of this vibration. Mm -hmm. So let's say the whole world or, or you know, God or source or the creator or, or whatever you have, the universe is vibrating at this frequency. It's vibrating. So the more you are in tune with the universe, the more condensed you are from that vibration. And the less you are connected to this universe, the less you are vibrating at that frequency. And this is what you carry with you when you die or when you get an NDE. So if I am vibrating at, the, at a very close frequency the, with the universe, then where I'm going is simply a, a consequence of my vibration and I get to see that aspect of, of reality. Whereas if I am completely disconnected from my, from my nature, like from love, from compassion, empathy, uh, anything that, that, you know, makes our reality, if I'm vibrating far from it, then when I die, I'm going to witness the plane that is vibrating far from it. Mm -hmm. You got, you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is what would people, this is what I feel religion was trying 
to say, but they went way too political, you know, <laughs> when they talked about like being good, go to heaven, being bad, go to hell. It became sort of like a punishment. Like if you go, if you're bad, God is going to punish you and you go to hell. Mm. When in fact, it's not a punishment. It's a consequence of what vibration you are on. That's it. It's, it's a very, it's a much simpler way to look at it. And it takes away from this, you know, God who is judgmental, sitting on his chair, saying, you're bad, you're good. Even though, like, there's so many factors to get into when we talk sin and we talk, you know, have hell and why someone is bad. And we don't know what kind of upbringing they could have been abused. They could have been this and that. Like, who, how can we judge something like that? Right. And it feels like it comes down to this idea that no one is judging there is no judgment here. There is, like, in the grand scheme of, of the universe, there is no right and wrong. There is simply what we agreed on as a society, what we set ourselves to in terms of norms. I cannot kill because killing someone else hurts them, hurts their family, hurts their loved one, hurts me. For example, animals don't have that. It's not mm -hmm. like if we see an animal killing an animal, we feel like, oh, he should, be to, he should go to jail. We look at it from a natural point of view. Mm. We also act in the same manner. We are just living, and the universe does not care if you are good or bad. What happens is you have a consequence of the life that you lead. It's, it's that. And because you're vibrating at a lower level, you will witness a world and, and a, a plane of existence that is vibrating as well at a lower level. And if you are vibrating at a higher one, you will witness a plane that is vibrating higher, like that. That's very brilliantly put, and I, and I appreciate what you're saying. I, I do agree. I think that we get, we get so lost in our symbolism and the, the ramifications of, of these symbols and ideas that, that we, we, you know, we, of course, if you, if you are already struggling with you know, how you're dealing with your life and the terms of your life, and and we can't know. You can't know what somebody's gone through and what you know. Exactly. You are good yes. or you are bad. It's hard to know. You know. We just don't yep. know. There are you know wonderful people that can be you know horrible in their own way. And so, yep. for us to sit on the outside and assign our symbols to what that means, it's not fair. Um, but I think you're right. I think that you know this. <clears throat> this is all about resonance. It's all about frequency. It's all about. Um, I, I think that's kind of the story of life, though. Right? Is that we are supposed to learn to resonate higher and and yes and and more towards that the quote-unquote light because light and dark again is a duality and i'm i'm with you on that i think that dualities are are more harmful than they are helpful and yes. uh, but i also think that these these experiences were were laid out that way for these people in order to be transformative you know yes. I, I think that there is an intelligence behind the ndes i don't think it's just a matter of somebody's, you know, whatever you bring into the NDE is what you get. I think there is there is a, a, an intelligence that steers it. I want to share my story. I want to share my experience. And you do with it whatever you want to do with it. I'm not here to convince you, and I don't care if you believe me. I agree. Yes, definitely. Yes, yes. So basically, like it exists on its own and we whether it's up to us, whether we can access it or not. This yes. is this is what it is. 
So that plane does exist, mm-hmm. and it's its own separate existence. It has its own thing. It has its own rules. It has everything. But we, as as these interdimensional beings that we are, we basically just are accessing different levels of these dimensions. Mm-hmm. So like going down is when, when you're vibrating there and you see these darkness and the, the torment and all that stuff. It's because it's filled like when you are suffering and when there's anger and rage and and hate, all that, this is this is all a frequency of vibration that is a very real plane that exists and that's where you're, you're going to be there. That's where you, it's, it's, it's like listening to a radio station, right? So like right. when you're turning it, you're going to listen to whatever the frequency you're on. That That's it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like religion um, is way more complicated than it needs to be when it comes sure. to, to, to explaining certain things. Like some things can be very simple in, 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 in their pure ideology. I like just the idea of it. Mm-hmm. And what you said is right. The plane already exists. They have beings that are there, as we like. We 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 could refer to them as five-dimensional beings, and stuff. And we will go there once we transcend. I heard this uh, to kind of uh, focus on what you said when it comes to uh, the experience that we come here to experience things so that we kind of rise, our, uh, raise our vibration, all that, and. The, the I once watched this uh, documentary and he was saying something like there are two, you can die from two different reasons. Either you run out of time because your body died or because you're transcending and you're done with the world. Mm. You're done with this three-dimensional reality. So when you look at masters, the, all the masters that has walked on earth, um, they have reached a layer, a level of transcendence that they're done. Mm-hmm. I have I have achieved what I need to achieve as a soul, and now I'm ready to die. Whereas most of us, the, 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 what happens is that we go through a life, we learn certain things, we run out of time because our bodies decayed, we die, we come back, and then we carry on the job, and we carry it on and on until we reach that layer of transcendence, mm-hmm. when we will die because we have transcended, and we will no longer come back here. That's when we will visit another dimension and we will stay there. And I think that's a good takeaway too, because maybe, maybe in a, in a simple way of, of viewing it is this, this plane of existence is a frequency, but if you outgrow the frequency, you can no longer be represented truly in it because you've expanded, you become yes. a, a different frequency. And, and that kind of is a, a great parable for death. I mean, that is the, the yeah. transcendence and you're right. I, I think that's, there is there is the physicality to be considered as well. Like, hey, you know, you we're here to learn and to grow and to become maybe more quote unquote divine. Um, and and we may do that in one lifetime. We may do it in fifty or hundred. Who knows? Um, but once that goal is achieved, you're right. That's kind of the that's the doorway. That's to the next whatever the next is. <laughs> It gets, it gets I agree, huge. I agree completely. And um, uh, one thing I want to highlight from what you said, which is that if we be, if we reach a level of, of vibration, uh, if we achieve that, we cannot be on this plane anymore. Like it's physically, like like it's impossible to vibrate on this frequency because this is a specific one. And if you're vibrating at another one, you are incapable of seeing this frequency at all. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like 
uh, when miracles happen, for example, or someone comes back, like, or, or they do certain things like these, this is what I feel is happening is that they can no longer physically vibrate here, mm-hmm. but they have an influence on it because sure. they are higher and kind of like looking down, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Those are some beautiful thoughts. I, it's it's amazing how how a discussion can can move and flow and evolve and develop and 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 I just love that about doing this is that you know we started with an idea. Here's this phenomena NDE, and and it is it, it is the doorway phenomena. I think it's a, like a glimpse. It's a peak. It's like getting a cheat code quick and looking at the next level and and then seeing that you know, in a video game paradigm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. move into God mode for a little bit and look around and it's like, Whoa. <laughs> so it, I, it's sort of like a, like you're, you're tasting something or you're pre-tasting it, you know what I mean? Like, like this is what it's going to be, you know, but right. now go back and continue your job <laughs> on earth. But you know, it's good. It's waiting for you. Something nice is going to be there. But I think it's very powerful for all of us, and that's what I love about this phenomena is that it's it's the one it's the one phenomena that we can't just we can't just explain it away. And though there are people that definitely try because they need things to stay in their in their paradigm, and they try to to explain it as a physiochemical reaction, a, a mental breakdown, uh, you know, the DMT dump, the you know whatever, and that keeps it in their paradigm, and that's where they're comfortable. But for for most of us, I think that hear about this, it's like, wow. You you got to look at the next level. You got to peek ahead at you know what could be awaiting us, and 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 I and I think it's inspirational because I think in the human experience, one of the tough things, of course, to understand and to quantify is the idea of immortality, and then the what yeah. ifs. Okay, so you get this, you get this like Duracell battery put in the back of you at the beginning, and you charge through life, and you don't know how much charge is in your battery for sure, and and then. The whole idea of, well, what happens next? What if it's just all done? What if the battery runs out and then I'm done? And that, that of course, is a, is a terrifying prospect, I think, for most people. But to have these people coming back from these experiences and saying, look, this is what I saw. This is what they told me. This is what, what I was able to experience. And you're not going to believe it. And then you look at the, the, the dynamics of what they experienced and, and there's no explaining how. Because according to our traditional understanding, when the body shuts down, that's it. That's game over, lights out. There should be nothing going on. And I think one of the, one of the greatest recent proponents of this phenomenon was, of course, and I don't remember his name, and I'm paraphrasing this t- completely, but it was a neuroscientist, a doctor of neurology, did brain surgery and stuff. And so he understands the absolute intricacies of the human brains. And he, yeah. he had an NDE. And he came back from it and went, oh, my God. You know, all of his, yeah. all of his traditional training had told him, no, it's this, 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 and this is just a, just a, you know, a, a coping mechanism for the dying of the body. But he was like, no, everything was done. No. I had no – they had EKGs and EEGs or whatever, and there was no activity in the brain at all. And yet he came back with this incredible story of what he had seen. And I was like, oh, thank goodness, you know, because – that the the science paradigm is a tough one to crack, or at least to even to even appeal to when people are stuck in that paradigm. But to have a person that had come up into that traditional mode of thinking and to be able to experience it and go, wait, there's something more. I think it's great. 
Especially from that background, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like like just someone, not like someone like us, for example, who we, we've always had an inclination to the paranormal, to the metaphysical and all that. So it's easy. So I would say, okay, fine. Maybe it's easier for us to, to, to buy into it, if you want to say. But someone with this kind of background, a, neurologi- uh, a neuroscientist, right? And to, I'm sure he had his own doubts before and he thought he knew what it is, but then going through that personal experience and th- this is what that, like what I keep coming back to is how much convinced everyone is like when they come back, this conviction that they have is, is something that you cannot see anywhere else. Like not even science is that convinced <laughs> with anything, you know, like they, they, they lose the, the, the need to convince you with normal means you know like it's just i want to share my story i want to share my experience and you do with it whatever you want to do with it i'm not here to convince you and i don't care if you believe me you know whereas if you have a doubt in a story that you're telling you always need someone to believe you so you kind of formulate it in a way and start <laughs> approaching it in an, in a very soft way like but i'm gonna now tell you something that you may not believe but i'm gonna say whereas no someone who had that they'd be like this is what happened to me this is how I felt. I know it's real. No one's going to take that away from me. No one. Right. And, and, and it stays with them until, you know, they die and, uh, for, for a very long time. That's- yeah. And there's this show on, uh, on Netflix. I hope it's still there. It's called Surviving Death. Have you watched it? I have not. No. Sounds amazing. Yeah, I would I would definitely recommend it because it deals with, it's documentary. It kept several series and it deals with, with near-death experiences, with mediums, with people coming back, trying to connect and all that stuff. And again, again, same story, same different people, people who who never believed in anything, but they've experienced it themselves and it changed their whole outlook on life. It's, it's not just going there and, and trying to, you know, relive that or whatever. Just the way they come back, they feel they have a purpose. They mm-hmm. feel like, I am no longer lost or I know my place in the universe, you know, right. and it's something that I, I, I envy them for, <laughs> you know. Yeah. The other part of it is that some people actually come back with abilities they didn't have before, like a, a level of psychic awareness and, and, and attunement yes. that I think is absolutely amazing because it's, it shows that the experience was not only uh, uh, psychological, but it was actually transformative spiritually for these people. Oh yeah, yeah. Some people come back knowing languages they've never spoke before, like wow. like a very foreign language. Uh, music now they can play some some musical instruments that they never touched before, <laughs> and again, science keeps trying to to uh, explain it by oh something in the brain you know clicked and then all that. But no no one talks about like why this happened, like why these things happen. You know, I, I read this uh, sentence about science very long time ago, long time ago, and like basically science explains how things work, mm-hmm. but it never explains as to why they do. Like uh-huh. no one, like science never says why. You think the answer is why? Okay, so let's say uh, I put a plant outside and it grew. If I ask you, why did it grow? Oh, because it was exposed to the sun and it had, you know, its own thing and water and everything. No, that's the process. You're explaining to me how it grew. But you did not tell me why is it that certain atoms, when they touch other atoms and the molecules, they create this thing and not that thing, you know? Mm. So science never answers why. 
Why is it that when we die, we experience? It just says, oh, uh, something in the brain, chemicals released. Now you felt it like that. Okay, that's the process. That's yeah. how. Mm-hmm. But you didn't tell me why it happened. Right. Well, I, and that's, I, I think it's, it's of course, uh, grossly un, 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 unable to explain the how. Or not the how, but the why. Because it, and it, why? it clearly is a, a very individualistic phenomenon, but there are enough similarities between these accounts that we can, I, yeah. I think we can safely say this is a very real phenomenon. It's not just some uh, yeah. strange biological function, but, uh, and, and I think it's fascinating what you said about coming back, knowing languages, playing instruments and, and such. Those yeah. are, those are incredible. That's, that's absolutely amazing. So Sergio, it's always an incredible pleasure for us to get together and have these conversations. And uh, I, I fully hope that you will continue to come on the portal and, and share your insights and, and ideas because they're absolutely compelling. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I definitely love coming here and I love our conversations and where they take us. Like we always start somewhere and end somewhere else. And <laughs> I just, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So yeah, definitely would love to come back. Well, please let people know how to stay in touch with what you're doing, brother, because I, I definitely want you to get a plug in here. Sure. Thank you so much. So I have my own podcast. It's uh, Paradigm Shift with uh, Sergio Halabi on all the podcast channels that you can imagine. I'm there. I also have an Instagram page. It's paradigm.shift.experience where I visualize the things I talk about in my podcast in different ways posts, videos, and stuff like that. So I would love to have you there as well. Awesome. And uh, it's an absolute pleasure as always, sir. And thank you once again. And I hope you and yours have a wonderful holiday season. Same to you. Same to you. All right, brother. Thank you. Alright guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash paranormal portal radio, as well as finding us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at paranormal portal, P-O-R-T-L. And uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. We got hundreds of shows, journeys into the paranormal portal. So I hope you'll check it out, check it out, guys. We're over there at youtube.com slash paranormal portal. So hope to see you guys soon uh we'll be back of course for more podcasts in the coming days so we love you all be good be kind be nice take care of each other help each other out find the magic in every day and remember to laugh as much as you can 